Welcome to the Zero to Five Million Dollar Podcast. I'm Sean Fine, and I'm with my host, Ollie Whitfield. This show is brought to you by Autoclose, a vanilla soft company. Ollie, why don't you introduce what we're going to be talking about today? No guests. We're breaking the rules here. Um, I feel like we need to eat a slice of humble pie. Every time we do this podcast, we're saying, hey, man, hey, hey, Mrs. Podcast guest, tell us something that you really messed up on. Eat some humble pie, tell us some of your mistakes, and we haven't had to do it yet. So it's about time we turn the tables. So um, let's just get right into it. Let's share the most painful mistakes that we've made in our careers. Uh, I'm going to throw Sean right under the bus. Let's get started. What's the worst one you've ever made? Okay. Uh, I got a few, but I'm going to talk about one that was a really interesting one. So when I first started uh, Exchange Leads, um, I, uh, I put out an application for a salesperson and ended up meeting somebody for a coffee downtown. Um, I didn't have really have a team. So I just kind of met him, looked at his LinkedIn, thought he was going to be great. You know, on paper, he looked amazing. So I'm like, sure, why don't we, uh, why don't we work together and um, we'll start and I'll start paying you. This would be a salary, et cetera. So after like, you know, a month, two weeks, a month, six weeks, like he kept asking me questions. I feel like we weren't getting anywhere. He was like, he would be sending me like these, these PowerPoint decks to say, Hey, why don't we use this? And why don't we use this? And then all of a sudden, I just felt like it was like month three and the sales guy just hasn't actually provided any value. He hasn't made a call. He hasn't done an email. So what the funny part of the whole story comes when I actually let him go and we had a meeting, we let, I let him go. I just said, you know, you haven't shown me anything. And I started looking online and everything he was sending me was other people's stuff that was posted. Like I remember Jill Conrath had like a diagram and he emailed it to me and said, this was a diagram I built for exchange leads. But the interesting part of this story was Ollie was when we went through his emails after he left, he was actually sending all the work to his son at the university of Toronto, who was actually building out the PowerPoints and everything for him. And over the first 90 days that he was actually employee he sent two emails that weren't to his son so literally no way working from home 90 days i paid him a good salary and he did nothing and the only thing he did was sending his work for a school project to his son at university who was then he was providing to me and saying that he did it oh my god <laughs> so basically what he did was he wasn't a salesperson though he, he basically farmed out a salary to get his son's school project done basically and i paid it. him a salary and then his son would build a powerpoint deck at school and he would send it to me saying it was his and for 90 days he would just send me different articles and different things that he said he wrote and everything was actually done by someone on the internet so like i would copy and paste the diagram and i would say oh well Trish Bertuzzi did that and Jill Conrad did that. And he kept telling me that he was building it himself. So it was a very bad experience with my first salespeople. Wow. So when did you cotton on? Like, when was the moment you thought, I don't get it. There's no deals. There's no pipeline. There's no anything apart from just stuff. When did you like, when did your ears break up to it? Yeah, I'm, I'm very good at this. Um, I, I can tell a procrastinator from, you know, and, and someone that doesn't actually complete anything from a mile away. And I kept thinking, anyone that keeps sending me stuff that I'm not asking for is just trying to pretend that they're busy. Um, and that's why I really want to find out what was he actually doing. And, and when I asked him, are you close to any sales? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was like, you know, we had a, we had a CRM. There was nothing in it. 
So, um, you know, ideally what he was trying to do, I think, was drag it along as long as possible until he can find his next job. But I was paying him a good salary. As you guys know, when you're a startup and you're paying, you know, somebody a decent salary, um, especially here in Toronto, um, you can run into money really quick. So it was uh, it was a scary incident because our cash flow was going down and and I was realizing we had, we had a great product, but um, we had somebody that said they were selling it, but actually were not selling the product. Ouch. In hindsight, would you have, and it's a, it's a wonderful thing and it's the first hire and then, you know, you did work it out, but was there anything that you think you could have done better with the hiring process? Because like you said, you met him for a coffee, LinkedIn profile looked good. You know, there's obviously a lot of, a lot of reasons you did think he would have been a good hire, but was there any red flags that you probably should have caught apart from just this was a freak? You know what? I was I was so into building the product that I didn't look and do my due diligence like I would now. Like, you know, looking back now, I still look at his, his LinkedIn. You know, he was at four positions in 18 months. That's a red flag. To, that's a red flag to me. Um, you know, he came in and, you know, and the first thing he said to me was, I need a laptop. Just like, I don't know. I feel like everyone has a laptop or mostly everyone is into sales or at least for their own personal use. So he was very demanding. Um, I mean, he, I did have red flags, but at the same time, I was so like, I needed somebody to come in and help me. There was like the first person that came to me was going to get it where I didn't actually spend the time at the forefront to do that whole proper interview process and just kind of hired somebody with the, the first uh, well-written resume, we can say. Ouch. I got one that's kind of similar a little bit. That, that sort of lack of, the lack of prep killed me on something. So I, um, I onboarded a, quite a large client at one time and it was, it was either January 2nd or January 3rd and um, American companies, sometimes you do close over Christmas, sometimes you don't. Uh, so I took a couple of days off over Christmas aside from the usual days off. So I come back, it's either the day after New Year's Day or the day after. And we've got this new client onboarding and it's at like 9.30 in the morning. And um, your logic before a massive error tells you, it's all right, it's going to be a quiet day. Everyone's coming back. No one knows what they're doing. Everyone's going to try and get their shit together. Oh my gosh, was that wrong? It was, that was not the case at all. Everything came at me at once and not least at the same time as that onboarding, which was a complete mess because I had zero time to prepare for it. And I didn't push back to stop it from being at that point. We could and should have easily have said, give it a week. Yeah. No one's going to die during that week, you know, fingers crossed. But just for the sake of not going for it, not, I think we were worried about upsetting them. You don't want to start off on the wrong foot. But I would, in hindsight now, have taken that extra week. I would have taken that small um, inconvenience, you could say, for the greater good of it. Because it turned out I could never get momentum. I could never pick up from what I didn't get right yeah. at the start killed me not a fun <laughs> one to experience that that's a good one i mean i got i got another one uh, and this was an early one that was early on um and something i implemented and i still do today so when i was uh, when i was st we're starting out we you know we just trusted people to pay us when we sent them an invoice and we would accept credit cards and paypal and you know the whole thing and we would provide the service we even let you know net 30 net 60 days Oh, and, and one thing I learned early on is, you know, sometimes it's better to say no. If you have that hunch about a client that you brought on, it's almost sometimes better to say no than just to bring them on. And what happened with this client was we had a call and he wanted me to provide them X, Y, and Z data. 
um, uh, software, and a lot of the work he wanted was custom work. So what happened was I had to actually go to a third party and get the data because we were very young at this point, um, and I had to get the data from. So he's like, okay, I want this data. Um, I'll pay you via PayPal. I'm like, okay, perfect. Sends me the money. And at that point, he sent me $35,000 on PayPal. Damn. What happens? I get the data. I get him everything he needs. I give him the software for six months, four months, five months, I think it was. I don't remember now. And then all of a sudden, he's giving us a case study. He's giving us the review. And then out of nowhere on my mailbox, I get, you have a PayPal dispute. And I'm like, dispute for $35,000. And I'm like, why? So basically, because he was smart enough and he knows that, you know, when people use credit card or PayPal, the majority of the time they're going to win against the, um, the vendor. He loved our platform, loved our data, was still using the platform, but knew that he can go back to PayPal and get his money back and actually fought me against PayPal, even though I already invested probably twenty dollars to $22,000 in work for him. Um, most people know that you probably lose 80% of the battles with PayPal, but we ended up winning the battle. Um, luckily, after I had to call PayPal, get him on the phone, like explain, like, you know, he's taking advantage of us. And my rule from that day forward was I will only accept a wire transfer for anything over $5,000 yeah. because wire transfer is the only way that you could not have the, the, the client cannot take, try and get their money back. So anything over 5,000, good or bad, I don't care if I know you. I always do that now because um, if I would have lost that $35,000, uh, potentially could have been out of business back then. So it was a very, very big deal. And uh, one of the biggest lessons learned um, and something I've implemented about seven years ago with both my businesses and still to today, um, we only accept wire transfers. Why did PayPal take your side on that one then? If they never normally do, what, what was different? I actually found emails of him um, saying, love the data, just closed business from your data. Um, thanks for sending it. The quality was, he was sending me all these emails about how great it was. He did a testimonial for our website, Exchange Leads. And when I spoke to the guy, I actually called PayPal right when it came out. So they knew about it while we were going back and forth. And the, the rep that I spoke to, understood the situation and when he understood the situation he was on my back the entire time so um very lucky to win it but uh definitely a stressful time early on um in my entrepreneurial journey that's a weird one i can remember um probably the most awkward i've ever felt this was when you could go to an office this is more like way back now actually what a, what a weird coincidence it was the day after the there was a, a terror attack in nice and i can remember going to london for um to see this client i was like 18 or something and uh, I, I roll into their office like a swanky uh, london block they've got the whole floor it's cool as hell we're doing a webinar it's like their first ever one so i'm sat there like you know the nervous kid you, you links deodorant up to hell and back trying to keep yourself cool and then um webinar goes fantastic awesome CEO has a great time. He says, thanks so much for your help. That was brilliant. Right at the death, last seconds of it, where we were producing it from somewhere else, there was background noise as the thing ended in our production room. And I could hear, um, uh, it was a kid saying, dad, or, or something like that. And it just, it was, this is a very, 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 very serious professional, um, high level type of audience that were on it. It wouldn't have gone down that well. And I, I'm powerless. I'm sat there in the room with the CEO. He heard it and he looks at me like, 
what was that? And part of me is like, I know who it was. I know how it happened. I'm also representing my company and you're also upset. How do I bridge this gap? Um, and also this is literally just before Brexit happened. So what later happened is they, uh, they had a lot of problems and, and they ended up not becoming a client for too long. What I didn't know beforehand and what I should have is the ace in my back pocket. I knew they really needed something like our, it was our premier specialty service. I could have kept that in my back pocket, held onto it, and I could have used that to save the day. What I did was I used, I let my guilt say, crap, I got to fix this. I, I got to provide something to make yeah. up for whatever that was, however big or small the problem is. And I gave away the free big um, ace up my sleeve. And I said, right, we're going to go and do this now. <laughs> and, we, and we did. And then I left the office. And I don't think, I think it was a week later, that was, that was it. So, so basically, yeah, they were going to go. But I didn't realize what I had in my back pocket. And I just, I just threw it to them. Yeah. And, and that was that. I remember uh, there was one other one that was early on, um, early on when I started exchanging. When I, you know, any, anyone in a startup, you're always cash flow sensitive. You're watching your cash flow. And I remember I was one, I was in a, just a bad mood one day and I was, and I, we had to sign up. I think it was, I think it might've been LinkedIn Navigator or it was a software and I had like six people had to sign up. And by accident, I pressed all annual paid up front. And I was like, oh no, I just spent $12,000 on a software. I don't remember if it was LinkedIn. It was, I don't know where it was. And at that point we like, you know, we were month to month. We had two months in the bank and 12,000, you know, when we first started, you know, in our first year was a lot. So one of the biggest mistakes was not clicking that month to month for 99 or $129, whatever it was and paying that and getting a bill of $12,000 up front. So for anyone listening, uh, make sure when you hit those subscriptions, you know, if you want to pay monthly or annually, because, uh, the last thing you're going to want is a big surprise on your credit card that you weren't expecting or budgeted for. You know, I've done that as well, but not for buying. I've taken responsibility for stuff that was way out of line from what it actually was. So I've, I've had a customer one time say, um, is this correct? This, this billing and this amount of service. And in my haste to get back to them, to solve the problem, to yeah. calm everybody down, I read it quickly. I digest it as fast as my brain can. I say, yeah, that's correct. It's for ABC. This is what's going on. And then, 25 minutes later, I think, hold on, I'm going to go and reread that. And when I look at it, it's completely wrong. It's way out of date and it's, it's completely untrue. Um, like <laughs> you can feel the anger sailing into yourself because I've created a huger problem than there already was just yeah. because of my lack of attention to detail. I learned that straight away. As soon as I did that, never, ever, ever, ever respond to something too quickly. Yeah. You can never take it back. That was horrible. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll tell you this. Oh, this was a lot of fun. We should uh, definitely do something like this uh, a lot more often. Um, hopefully, some of our mistakes you guys enjoyed today. And also, thank you for everybody that listened to this uh, unique episode today. Um, Ollie, once again, thank you. And um, if you enjoyed the show today, as mentioned always, don't forget to give us a five-star review um, and subscribe so you don't miss our next guest. See you soon, and uh, thanks again, Ollie.